This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director since 1977. We're going to talk to uh, a friend of mine. Actually, we're both about the same age. I'm 75. You're just turning 75, I believe, right? I'm already 75. Well, I'm, they're, I'm, they're we're, we're together. We're the same age. Uh, Dick Murphy, uh, your wife Sandy Murphy, are uh, together. Mrs. Murphy's uh, Irish gifts now why did you call it mrs murphy's well i've always given it it's it's due i I pay a tribute to the women in our life that uh, keep these irishmen on on the on the face of the earth here so you you, when you say who's mrs murphy i said well my wife my my mother my grandmother my sister-in-laws my daughter-in-laws that's how much it takes to keep one irishman on the face of the earth that's about family which is good 26 years ago, right? We found a little place downtown that really was uh, almost boarded up. You had to, you started from scratch already, didn't you? I, that's a good description. We, uh, When we first came to look at a, a, a location, I wanted to be downtown because obviously I grew up in, in the North End when the downtown was the downtown. That's where all the business and commerce and, and everybody went to, to uh, shop. And that was our hub right there. That was, that was always been my goal to be downtown. So when we saw that the uh, Carpenter Hotel had been purchased by David and Carol Dyke and they were had plans for it. But you're right, there, there, was, there was actually a board all around the glass of our front window. A lot different 26 years ago. And over the years, actually, I've had you on the program to talk about changes of downtown because you've seen it all since 26 years ago. But you're closing. You're retiring. I am retiring, and that that is a, a timing for us. I looked at it and I said, you know, we're at a stage when I I said I put it into quarters. The first twenty five years of my life, I grew up and got married, and the next twenty five years of my life, I I uh, raised my three fine sons and uh, worked in in a hospital, and then the next twenty five plus years, I I started a business, and so now I got the next twenty five years of my life to to live and do it in and enjoy uh, the fruit of all of our family, uh, what it's become. We got grandchildren, we got got my own children, and so they're all around here so we can get to enjoy their good company. Well, you're still open for a few, you know, a while until everything's sold out, I guess, in a sense. You've had a few people maybe offer to buy it? We did have. uh, We had, until last Wednesday, uh, an actual timing of this. Uh, we had uh, about a dozen people that came forward in, in various times in the last six months that had expressed an interest in continuing on with the legacy we started. And uh, that was much pleasing to us because that's exactly what we were hoping to have a turnkey business. As time had started to lapse and uh, each one of them for various reasons could not go forward with that plan. So we realized that as of uh, last Wednesday, the last person was it was not able to uh, <laughs> take that key from my hands and, and and go forward with it. We then looked at each other and we said, "Well, the, the landlord has his lease until the end of this month, so we better announce that we're having a retirement sale." Mm-hmm. And much much to our surprise, that that uh, has not taken long to uh, for a lot of people to find out that we're we're doing just that. Where am I going to buy 100% cotton Long John pajamas <laughs> anywhere else? <laughs> They're a long shirt, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, the grandfather style yeah. shirt. Mm-hmm. That's classic. That 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 was something that it's nice and warm in the wintertime. Very. But as far as Irish stores, I don't think there's another one. Uh, Minneapolis, maybe. 
St. Paul has an Irish gift store and a, a fine family uh, runs that. Uh, there's none in South Dakota. There is a Celtic shop in Rapid City. Sharon Dugan ha- has that one. And uh, and if you're ever out there, stop in and visit Sharon. She's she's a hoot. I tell you, she's just uh, she's actually from Ireland, but uh, she calls it a Celtic shop. And um, as far as Mrs. Murphy's goes, we used to say that when we first opened up, we're South Dakota's one and only Irish gift store. And that made it uh, very prominent to, to looking around at our region. And and uh, there was none in North Dakota. And then there, obviously there, there there used to be one in Omaha, but, but she retired. So we kind of em- embellished the obvious. We said we're the regional headquarters for all things Irish. Dick Murphy, um, I remember Sherman Park used to have a bowling green. Mm. And people don't know what that is. I think the bowling balls are the size of a large softball. And they actually were on grass. And so we have an Irish history here. Uh, tell us about that. There, There is a, a strong identity with, with people of different nations. The Irish have maintained, uh, uh, historically speaking, uh, our population be about 16% of the population is Irish. And each time they take the census, it kind of remains the same if you're three-quarters full-blooded or half in that range. And and then you've got all that blending that's gone on. I mean, we've had some Norwegians, some Germans that have come to, come as the first wave of immigration to this area. And, and we speak to that, obviously, because that's the uh, – when you do your DNA testing now, the big reveal shows how much you are a percentage of this and a percentage of that. It's fun to uh, engage in that conversation because it defines us, tells us who we are and, who, and the good people we've come from. The railroad brought a lot of Irish workers during the uh, immigration. We hear Chinese, but uh, a lot of Irish worked the railroad. Very much so, and, and it, was, it was coming to America, a lot of the things that uh, transpired, especially even in our own family. In 1856, uh, uh, Murphy left Ireland with seven children, and the— uh, and the coming to America, they settled, obviously, uh, they, actually the port of entry for our family was New Orleans. Who would have thought that was a port of entry? But um, Ellis Island didn't exist then, so uh, people were coming from all different directions because uh, a million people died during the potato famine in Ireland in 1840 to 1850. Hard times were, were met with uh, hard decisions to to emigrate to a, start a new life, and, and our family did that as, as well as a million other Irishmen. And their families, and so coming up the Mississippi, they 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 settled into the southwest corner of Wisconsin and became part of that Irish Ridge, Wisconsin area that so many Irish did do that. They found little settlements. A lot of Chicago area. Yeah, very much yeah. so. And and again, moving to what they're comfortable with as to what like farming, you had to figure out what you're going to do to raise your family and and that what they can what you can find and make a. Uh, a livelihood for your family it must have taken a great deal of courage back then i used to talk to you you know in between customers down there uh, my family has a coat of arms and there's a uh, actual castle you can go to did you ever go back to ireland i have been back to ireland four times four times uh, yeah and mm-hmm. and each time you find and, and discover something more and, and obviously i ask that question a lot of the uh, customers that come into our store if they've had a chance to go to ireland and a lot of them have and uh, and so I always ask them the follow-up question, would you go back again? And they absolutely say, oh, in a heartbeat. 
and because there's more to see, you find yourself just a leisure type of travel, and you're, it's, there's a lot of antiquity and history and things that make it a focus on this is where your families would have lived. The Irish in Sioux Falls, uh, you know, we have St. Patrick's Day. You've been the Grand Marshal of that, I know. Uh, but uh, the main thing is that uh, I know we used to have a sister city. Do we still? We technically do. Uh, we had the sister city of Straban for years, and that's in northern Ireland, right on the, bo- the border there, and also another border community called Newry, and that's in County Down, and and that that still remains to be uh, on on record as being our sister cities, and one went into the other. Uh, I visited Newry and uh, and uh, talked to some of the council members that came over here and, and as a delegation when we be- first became sister city, and it's 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 a good perception to 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 talk about you know, the, the style of government that they have over there and try to compare it to our style of government we have in our fine city. Well, you work all day at, at uh, Mrs. Murphy's uh, store, uh, but in Ireland, they have a different way. Uh, they get up in the morning and, and have uh, coffee and breakfast and probably don't go to work till after 10 o'clock, I believe. <laughs> well, that leisure way of living... Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly you know gets you thinking that maybe maybe we should enjoy that kind of lifestyle <laughs> as well. But uh, yeah, they and, and and probably not a, a cup of coffee as much as a cup of tea. You know, the mm-hmm. Irish drink more tea than anybody in the world. We found out. Well, the uh, twenty six years going back to like I say, it was uh, the hotel was just developing. Uh, downtown was a lot different. Can you describe what it was like 26 years ago compared to today? Yeah, I think there's several things that we had to uh, recognize that there were some things in downtown that were not uh, to the liking of the, the, some of the merchants down there. There was some bad behavior. There was there were the, the loop created some real pro- problems for for the the city, and there was. Uh, um, the behavior spilled over in the nighttime to some of the shop windows and things that that got destroyed, and 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 that was not something we wanted to promote. That it was that this city was starting to turn into uh, something negative, and and uh, so the city, and along with some of the merchants, uh, decided, well, that's let's change that. Our city council it took to measure passing a few ordinances that changed that and. And and stop that those, some of those those things that were not so positive, and in a couple of weeks itself policed itself out of existence, and it wasn't too long after that that people were starting to live downtown. Think of that model where you got people that are not only living downtown but enjoying the the ambiance of uh, of you know entertainment to the shops you know all the things the amenities of life that they need, and did so. And did so consciously because it was safe for them to do so. They they made that decision that this is this is a good place to be. Now you look at the downtown. Yeah. Well, back then it was I think a lot of teenagers, uh, a lot of young people cruising, you know, back and around the city and that type of thing downtown. Uh, but like you say, it changed when people started to be responsible. I can remember though back then you could rent a studio apartment above the uh, stamp, you know, Sioux Falls stamp and, and uh, uh, 
they made rubber stamps and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. uh, you could rent a, a studio apartment on the, uh, the floor above for like $300. Sure. You know, uh, it's not like that now, is it? No, the, um, the the redevelopment and redesign of some of these buildings uh, created this some of this loft space. Uh, very spacious apartment living and, and very much desirable for people who wanted to uh, uh, move out of a, a, a freestanding house that they had and maybe just, just enjoy the amenities of living in a downtown area. And the price of that has, has uh, gone up over time, and you're starting to see some some more development of that kind of, of a, a model. Um, some of this was based on an old old uh, town in, in Omaha, where they had their downtown as well, with people having businesses on the ground floor and, and uh, office space maybe in between, and people living up above. That living up above space has now caught on and it's very desirable to repeat that as you can see some of the new development continuing on with that theme i've heard the building that they built across from the washington high pavilion the top floor is worth a million dollars there's some good price tags there yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but if you go downtown i i I like to go to the dog park downtown at night quite a bit my dog loves it there you see people walking their dogs, uh, you know, and, and um, uh, you know, Phillips Avenue, uh, Main Avenue, people uh, out on the sidewalk having pizza and, and talking, uh, smoking cigars or, or whichever. But there is a, a, a life downtown. You can go downtown and just kind of walk from one place, you know, maybe go from one end of downtown and just go, you could kind of just go around town and, and go to restaurants and, and uh, bars and uh, you got everything from the uh, uh, the playhouse to the uh, state theater. Um, there's so many things to do downtown that uh, living downtown is is a very you know nice desirable thing now. It is, and and that's why it continues on to be so popular because the new adjective and it's very appropriate is there's a vibrancy downtown. And people want to be a part of that, that energy that is, is ever-present there, just as you described it. You can go all the way. When when Mayor Munson uh, decided that maybe we should uh, clean up that old pits area and p- push Phillips to the falls and make it easier for people to, uh, as tourists, to find the namesake of our fine city. And, and they cleaned up the falls to make it so desirable for people to navigate and also to enjoy the the park environment. They could find it. And they could find it too without that piggy tail kind of a drive around, mm-hmm. you know, to, find, to, to how do you d- direct somebody down there? But but think about that because then there's the Levitt for entertainment and fine, fine uh, program of that, you know, I remember when they, when the first year they opened up, there was an Irish group performing uh, up, up the High Kings from, from Ireland, very popular. It kind of took uh, over what we used to have in that same space as the Irish Festival. And and when you get 4,000 people sitting enjoying an evening of, of Irish music, that's the same as, as we were trying to do. But the Levitt goes on to give you a much more bigger uh, venue of, of music that you can enjoy. And it's all free. It's something that we really have, have uh, taken to heart as far as entertainment, a part of an entertainment that draws people downtown here. Downtown, uh, the sculpture walk was probably one of the biggest, best ideas anyone could think of. That's transformed downtown. Uh, people come from all over the world sometimes to see that art. Uh, Jim Clark's uh, 
fascination with art and, and developing it into a, a sculpture walk is, is always going to be appreciated. I, I can only commend his, his uh, thoughtfulness as to how this could work for our community. And with 50 different sculptures coming to our city each year, new, new artwork that can be uh, showcased. Those artists come from not only South Dakota, but surrounding states to international uh, contributions. Those artists, you know, they talk to each other. You know, if you sell a third of the art in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, that's been on the street exhibiting it and showing, showcasing it, people are admiring what you, you have done in your, your art, art world, and you sell it. And, and anytime that happens, and other artists want to be a part of it as well. And our family uh, that have come in and, and uh, are enjoying the walkabout with each other, that is so good for downtown Sioux Falls. Families taking a stroll, taking pictures of each of the art and reading the inscriptions. Yeah. And so much of that art has been bought and is now all over the city. It is. In the, in the zoo or whichever. You see it all over the place. Uh, talking to Dick Murphy, 26 years downtown, Mrs. Murphy's Irish Gifts retiring the, maybe by the end of this month, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, uh, uh, you know, we're going to miss that. But still, you were kind of a destination uh, for downtown for a lot of people. You're, you're so unique. What was it like on an average day of the different types of people that came in to look in your store? Well, it wasn't just all Irish because obviously a lot of the goods that uh, appeal to people are sustainable goods like a nice sweater and just the fashion that would be in capes and very unique in that. You're right. It's a it's destination type of a business because you um, a lot of times people were, had seen an Irish gift store if they were traveling across the country and now there is was a specialty gift store here in Sioux Falls. So it, it, it's kind of a point of destination. We always used to say it that way as well. So we, we became sort of that um, as people walked along, they'd say, oh, that's that Irish shop. <laughs> yeah, you could buy a Blarney Stone there. Yeah. <laughs> Dick Murphy, uh, Mrs. Murphy's Gifts, the uh, 26 years there. Um, what, if you look back and say you had a scrapbook of those 26 years, what would be the, some of the outstanding memories that you have? Well, I always have to point to the uh, significance of of the things that we value most. Uh, when when our family first started coming to the St. Patrick's Day parades, when Sylvia Hankin was the the spearhead and the, the patriarch that got that going 43 years ago. And uh, that showed our pride in, in doing something in that time of the year. And and it was, it was a great uh, way to look at the family focus, how we could be together as a family and celebrate something that, uh, with our good, along with our good neighbors and friends that also wanted to be a wee bit Irish on that day as well. So we, we had that to, to go as a foundation to our realizing that all the St. Patrick's Days thereafter, after we opened the store, it was such a great uh, feeling to be a part of the more families celebrating their, their getting together and making it a, a time there where we can all look at, a, at what that time of year meant to them and, and, um, and I was so glad for that. I mean, I came up with the idea that maybe we should turn our falls green, and like Chicago turns the river yeah, green. So, yeah. so that happened, and and now now we we have some more tradition to add to the to the 
the downtown Sioux Falls. And, but more so than that, it's all about getting those families together and, 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 and sharing some, some time to reflect on their, their culture and their heritage. Well, somebody listening that hasn't been to your shop, is how many square feet uh, was it? <laughs> Not three feet. 855 square feet. <laughs> and can a, a couple, a young couple like you and, and Sandy, uh, do something like that today? Yes, you can. I think anytime you have a, that entrepreneurial spirit and have a passion for something such as we did in looking at uh, a specialty gift store like that, uh, if if uh, if it doesn't stay in the space, you know that we've created there, there's still other opportunities that can be in other locations. But the passion to do something like that is is the foundation for going forward and starting over. We started out humble and small, and we kept building and adding to it. And that that that's what any anybody that. Uh, wants to do that on their own, and, and they can create that kind of same, same spirit of what we looked at as the, as creating a, a niche in in this this community of Sioux Falls here. You can still be a family business. You don't have to be a franchise of something. You know, uh, your website. Uh, how far away did you get inquiries for your website as far as putting products on the web? We didn't really do a lot of website uh, sales. We, I'm old. <laughs> so I, I, I find that we have people who will call us all the time. I just had a call from Washington State. That somebody wanted to um, buy something they had seen in our store, and I'm sending that out to them tomorrow. So anytime people around the region, it might be blizzarding up there in North Dakota, and somebody needed to have something sent up their way. So we, we do that. Need to get that grandfather nightshirt. Yeah. And <laughs> it, right. it, it comes with a, a hat, too. You can, it's kind of a, like you see in the cartoons, yeah. really, you know. But that, that's keeping your head warm is really, that makes Those good flat, sense. The flat caps are really popular. We could not keep enough of them in the store. The men of all ages buy those. And it's great look. And they've enjoyed having that as just part of their style. Well, 26 years, there's probably people that have brought their their grandkids to see what they saw 26 years ago uh, as a store in downtown Sioux Falls. But downtown has become a place of many um, specialty stores. Exactly. And I think that's where you find your own niche. You know, if you if you look around all the stores up and down the street, and and the one thing about that is that they're, they're not reproduced as, as chain stores are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, these uh, people have an idea that they want to create a, uh, something new and different than they are. Well, they joined together. The Downtown Business Association uh, has accomplished quite a few things down there. The spark plug of that, and you know, we always refer to Carol Pagonis and yes. all the other directors that yes. have followed in her footsteps have carried on the mission of what it is and it t- took to create downtown what it is today. And Steve Metley, being one of the city yeah. planners, was another visionary that she, Carol and Steve were a, a great team to make this, sure that the seeds that they planted that many years ago came to, to be a fruition. And obviously we were glad for their planting those seeds back there. And we were part of it. And we all contributed into nurturing and, and making that uh, grow into what you see today. Well, you'd think it, it, it was kind of a limited area, but it's growing. Uh, down 8th and Railroad, uh, it's expanding. And uh, yeah. uh, that's a good 
good thing too. If you look at the history of, of downtown, I mean, there's, there was we used to have a, a, a ball diamond in downtown where the old Sears were, and mm-hmm. and so they're st- you're talking about the use of that space again. Obviously, history might repeat itself, but there's also bigger footprints, and we realize, and we'll start to see maybe more of the neighborhoods that will be brought into the the footprint of the downtown area. As you have you as you very well said, it's it's it is expanding. Are you going to put together somewhat of a history of Mrs. Murphy's at all that uh, you should, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh, I never thought of that, but I guess we could reflect back into all the years. And, and the, uh, certainly we have had uh, a good example of uh, watching families grow up during mm-hmm. those times. We, when we first started, we had no grandchildren, and all of a sudden we had nine. <laughs> so, well, that's being Irish. Yeah. <laughs> that's mo- a lot more Murphy's out there. Well, what do you recommend if somebody does want to go to Ireland? What do you recommend? There's there's several ways to tour Ireland. You know, you can just do it at your leisure by renting a car and just you know, just picking a route that you have all the things you always wanted to see, and then follow that route. You can certainly go with an organized tour, and and they uh, they'll take all the the uh, the planning and and get you around and, and make sure that you know what you're seeing, and that that way you can always look back on it and say, I didn't have to navigate trying to drive on the other side of the road. <laughs> so, so obviously though, there's a lot of different ways to, to go there and, um, and, uh, and, and come back with some wonderful memories. Roads are kind of smaller too, aren't they? They are. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Murphy, Mrs. Murphy's Gifts, uh, closing at the end of the month, I guess. Uh, That's true. You still have a little bit of uh, stuff you can go down and it, it's, I know it's highly discounted now. It is. We have a, a, a retirement sale, forty percent off everything in the store. Those are our way of saying thank you to all those customers that have been so good to us over the years, and we absolutely are very appreciative of that. And so, with all respect to that, uh, once we we announced that, within three days, the store looked like it was about three three quarters empty. I mean, unbelievable how many people have come out in those days. Um, and even today, we're, we're, we've looked at, at how many people have come into the store and and uh, been sharing their time spent in the past uh, as we watched a lot of these families grow up. Well, a lot of you know people used to visit and talk and and uh, in shop type of thing. You get a great grandson or daughter, and they ask, "Well, you know, Grandpa, what was Mrs. Murphy's gift store? What would you tell them?" Well, I, I'd say it was, it was one of those places you go, you, you're made to feel welcome. Uh, the Irish have that, that old saying, falcha, or cade me la falcha, which means 100,000 welcomes. If you're in Ireland and you, you're traveling around, the one common thread that people come back with is, is they say that um, they were made to feel very welcome. It's genuinely warm and welcoming people have been a part of uh, the Irish character and, and we hope, and we have kind of realized that that's kind of the the feeling people have when they come in the store. We're not we're not really always there to, you know, sell something. We're there to have them have an experience of sharing a little bit about their Irish ancestry and talk about about uh, their name and, and and maybe the fact that they've been to Ireland. And so we have a a much more leisure way of of getting into an engaged conversation versus versus, um, you know, the, a high-pressure sale kind of a thing. So, obviously, that's not us. We never have been that. 
What do you plan to be doing this fall or winter? Well, actually, I and I say this all respect to when you buy things and pay for them uh, in in uh, on a credit card. There is some perks to that. There, there's some air miles I can expend by going back to Ireland, don't you think? For a fifth time. <laughs> for, exactly. Well, where would you go on a fifth time? Well, there's lots of places see, that we haven't seen and, and, and been to. But at the same time, a lot of it is to go back and say thank you to the people that make the fine gifts that we've sold all the time and stop along the way and, and visit with them. Dick Murphy, your wife Sandy Murphy, uh, Mrs. Murphy's Irish Gifts, 26 years downtown. You've seen a huge change in Sioux Falls over the uh, two and a half decades. Uh, I guess uh, Sioux Falls is a pretty good place to be, isn't it? It is. I think uh, a lot of people have come now, as we ask people where they're traveling from, and they're, they're coming to Sioux Falls as a as a point of destination. It's not just passing through to go out to the hills. People are coming to Sioux Falls because they like Sioux Falls. They like the people. They feel welcomed here. And that's 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 kind of nice to know that we, we have uh, uh, nurtured that as a community to be uh, the pride of our of our Sioux Falls is, is just that. It's the people that, that make, make Sioux Falls great. Well, you never know who's listening. What would you like to tell them? I'd like to say... Thank you for letting us be a part of your lives. We, we really appreciate the opportunity to have been a merchant on, a, on the streets of downtown Sioux Falls, the historic part of downtown, and, and carried on a, a feeling that maybe we were in some way um, became a friend to you and, and your fine families. And for that, we thank you for that, it's, it's for letting us share our time with you. Dick Murphy, thank you for being with us on Forum. Thank you very much for this.